if you can't reach a settlement and you're forced to go to a trial situation, you have to pay a whole different type of attorney. Like it's a, a trial, trial lawyer, attorney. Yeah. yeah. And and you're in front of a jury of your peers and all this stuff. And it's a good hundred thousand dollars to pay for this type of attorney. And plus if you're you, missing work. Plus you're missing work. Yeah. And if you lose, you are not only responsible for however much you're getting sued for, but you also have to pay their legal fees and you have to pay your legal fees. So you're responsible for a fuck ton of money. You're the biggest loser. Welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You. I'm Nikki Limo, and this is Steve Green. That's what everyone calls him. Some people call And that's that. only what they call him. Some people call me that. What, they don't call you anything else. They call me a lot of other they things. They only call him Steve Green. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they call you Nikki's husband. That's true. Or the guy, the Tasty Tuesday guy, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is tight. Um, but I also get a lot of other killer nicknames. I've never heard them. Oh, yeah, you have. No, I don't yeah, think I have. And you're jealous. And um, well, anyway. What's cool about my nicknames, though, is that mm-hmm. you can't force a nickname. Like right. nicknames are given People to people are like he's Nikki's husband, so we'll call They're him. They're like Nikki's Iceman, husband. Miracle Man. That's what's Nikki's up. Nikki's husband. So who shout are those out people? to those people. Oh, you have you've met them. The I, but no, who who's the Iceman? Uh, in a way, I think I understand exactly what you're saying. Oh, okay, cool. I was asking a question, <laughs> what I was saying. Um, anyway, today's topic is about some actual shit they don't tell you that I really think they should because. Sometimes the shit they don't tell you, you think they're not telling you because maybe it won't happen to you. And then it happens to you and you're like, what the fuck? Is there a manual or something I could read to get out of the situation? Well, there is. And today I'm talking about getting sued, which I never thought would happen to me. Nikki's your manual. I really only thought, I'm not really a good manual because I can only speak from my personal experience about getting sued. That's a pretty good manual. And there are many ways to get sued, many reasons to get sued, and that's how lawyers and attorneys and the, and the justice system stay in business because they have this whole, whole language that they don't teach you about unless you go to special schools for it. And then it, when something happens to you, you're like, I'm dumb. I'm a dumb dumb. And out I of, don't know what to do now because I'm dumb. True. But out of all the love in the world and respect to lawyers out there, man. Yes. That shit's hard to understand. They and on a lot purpose. Of this shit, well, no, no shit, dude. Yeah. Some of it's written in yield, yield English. I'm like, oh, forget it. Just yeah. get my lawyer on this shit. Not only yield English, but then it's like a lot of numbers involved. Like, well, according to the case of blah, 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 and, and yeah. Legal you know, here. 1972 mm-hmm. and uh, the this versus this, you cannot do a this without a this. And like, it's just it's chaos. very crazy. It's very crazy out there in the law world. I don't know how you, you do it. I don't know how you do it. But uh, my point is, I was in my mid-20s. I was broke as fuck, AF. I had to choose many times between feeding myself or feeding my cat, and I got sued. I was not a corporation. I was not a bajillionaire that someone tripped on my property and then sued me, which is the only stories I had heard about. Yep. I was a broke-ass 20-something-year-old living in a studio on unemployment, and I got sued. So if it could happen to me, it could happen to you. And I want you to know... My personal experience, so maybe it could help you in case that ever it ever did happen to you. So number one, I would say never, never sign a contract, never, ever, ever sign a contract without having an attorney review it first, especially if it is legally binding for a, a year or more. 
because yeah. in my case, I signed a contract that was five pages long that binded me to a business relationship with someone for five years. It's pretty crazy. And you had nobody look at it. Because I had no one look at it. Yeah. I didn't have anyone look at it. I was young. I was dumb. I was eager as fuck. I was very hungry to work. Yep. And I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to... Get moving. You wanted to yeah, get Yeah, I wanted to get moving. And so I was willing to kind of turn a blind eye to things that I knew I should probably do a certain way. Like I knew I probably should have an attorney review this. But I was just like, nah, they're good. Like we, they have working clients and, and stuff that like we're good by the way for my particular industry was the entertainment industry so i was being represented by a, a talent representative and that is what the contract was anyway um three years later fast forward i'm stuck in this five-year contract and i don't like it like we are not getting along business-wise i'm not able to make career decisions that i want to make and so this person gets uh, upset and sues me for breach of contract. And the way that this happens is you can't just like be, I can't just like be like, Steve, no one calls you the Iceman. I'm going to sue you for that. And so I, I counter sue you because a lot of people call me the Iceman. Right. So I can't just sue you. You have to get served by a third party. So I can't just give you papers and be like, you're sued. I don't know even why this is. It's this, a weird one. This is some shit they don't tell you. I actually don't know the answer of why it is that you have to have a third party. And you have to you have to receive the papers too. So like if you're the cat who's up in the ISS yeah. in the International Space Station for two and a half years, you can't serve that guy. No. How are you gonna go physically serve that guy? You gotta find someone that goes to space and pay them and <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there are so many Nobody's stories of guy. like people being in restaurants and then like they get served by like a customer that's across the way or whatever. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's so weird. So for me, this was obviously, on, in my opinion, on purpose. I can't say obviously. In my opinion, it was on purpose that this person had me served on my birthday. So it was happy my- birthday. Thank you. I was very, I was very not happy. I see. I wasn't happy. I see. I know. Yeah. Like, so I uh, actually wasn't home. So, um, did you I, get a card that year? Not from him, but I did get like a lengthy lawsuit. Got it. Yeah, which is kind of kind of counts. Different. It came in an envelope. I think it counts. Came in an envelope. So I wasn't home at first. I lived with my ex boyfriend at the time, and he called me because he was like several times someone had knocked on our door and asked if I was home and had like a folder. And I, I kind of saw it coming because yeah. I had gotten an email a month previous that this guy was dropping me, which only means one thing, that the contract Got it. was over and all that stuff. Yeah, so I was kind of um, expecting some sort of notice to happen, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, he's always threatened to sue me, and that's kind of how he kept me doing the things that he wanted me to do. Um, and I also could threaten you with breach of contract. Right, yeah. right. If I tried to get out of the contract early, that was breach of contract because there was a thing in there saying you can't do that. So um, I get sued. It's my birthday. It's my 26th birthday. And I uh, get, was it 26? No, no, no. It was 25. 25. The worst year ever. We often talk about the, on the show how 25 is everybody's universal worst year. But for me, um, yeah, I get I got sued. And um, the way that they do this is they have the third party person and give you the papers. And so when I got home, eventually that third guy, that third party guy, because at first I was like, I'll just not come home. I, I won't come home. 
be sick. And then, like, if you never, if they never find me, or you go buy a dog costume, then and I'll then never you get served. Go home in a dog costume. How are they gonna know it's you? Yeah, I also I don't know if it's like, can I just say I'm not me, or is that like illegal somehow? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> am I allowed to be like that? I don't need. I don't know her. I don't know. But um, I ended up going home eventually, and then the guy that was serving me did serve me. I did admit to, admit to being who I am, and you have to sign a paper. And then you get this packet that's just like pages and pages and pages and pages of completely a completely different language. Like gobbledygook. Yeah, it's legally is it's in English, but it's like it's so, like you are being sued by the e old kingdom no, of Mosh. They don't even say that. They say it a different way. Like this loss. This is a lawsuit that is because of this, 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 and mm. I don't know. It's like very. I can't even repeat it because it's very like legalese. It doesn't even say like you've been sued. I don't want to, you know. Why can't they just make clean it clean it up like, out just there? Make it easy. Maybe maybe it's like a title page that's like you've been sued. Yeah. And then you open it, and then it's the legal stuff. But or they have a breakdancer come up and he's like, "You just got served." Yeah, I made that joke on Twitter. He didn't like it. He who didn't like it. Well, I said uh, I tweeted. I just got served, and it was nothing like that movie. You, oh, ah, no, that's fun. Wait, wait, wait. No, it, I said, I just got served, and it was everything like that movie, but less dancing. Damn. Yeah. Will you dance that night, hopefully, for your birthday? I didn't. Damn. It was actually a really bad birthday. I almost got in a motorcycle accident, too. Would you say it's top 10 bad birthday? I think it was top one bad top birthday. Top one bad birthday. Wow, yeah. that's a bad birthday. Which is hard to do, because I've had some bad birthdays. Like another birthday, um, one of my ex-boyfriends threatened to kill himself. Okay, that was a bad one too. Is that would you say that's that's top ten bad birthday? That's probably top top five. Top five bad birthday. Yeah, wow, top five that's bad, bad birthday. birthday. That's definitely a bad birthday. Yeah, another birthday, I was in an equity battle with somebody. <laughs> would you say that that's a that's a top ten bad birthday? It was probably uh, no, that was a good birthday. Yeah, it was, was, okay, good. That was a top 10 good birthday. Top 10 good birthday. Nice, very nice. <laughs> very nice. Um, what yeah. a storied career of birthdays you have. I have had. an interesting birthday history. Yeah, you do. But I proposed to you on one of those birthdays. That's that, true. That was a, that top was, 10 good birthday? It's in the, in the middle. Okay. Somewhere in the middle. Great. Hey, great. Between top 10 bad, top 10 good. Great. All More right. on the good side. It's nice to be recognized. <laughs> You're just happy to be nominated? Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah. So I get sued, right? Okay, I get served. Served. And then you have 60 days to respond. Like you have to, like to formally respond, not to be like, yo, I got it. I got sued. Yo, thanks. You have to like go through a system of events that you have to figure out how you're supposed to respond. Which is, it's just like impossible. So at this point, I had um, legal insurance where I could consult to an attorney and an unlimited amount about like what I could do um, for like a monthly fee. And uh, they were basically like, they basically told me the steps I had to do to go uh, defend myself basically. Like to, it's called defending yourself yeah. even though it doesn't feel like you're defending yourself because you can't just be like, yo, here's what I got to say. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to file this form and you have to fill out these- You have to officially defend yourself. Yeah, you have to officially defend yourself, but there's no way anyone without an attorney can fill out this fucking form. It's it's crazy. If there's no TurboTax version of being sued, oh, which they should- they need to have it. They should have TurboSued. 
and then it would make it a little bit easier. But um, yeah, and it's it's pretty ridiculous. So I had to go down to the Los Angeles courthouse, which is in downtown. And um, first of all, you have to pay like 20 bucks for parking. That's for sure. Fucking blows. At least. And I had to go to this courthouse several times during this period um, to fill out various forms or there were deadlines on certain things that you have to fill out. This area in my life is kind of a blur, which I'm going to try to help you out okay. as much as I can. No but there was a lot of crying involved. Okay. And a lot of like um, the amount that I was being sued for was more money than I'd ever seen in my life. And it's more than you're losing in mascara by by having to reapply every day. Yeah. And That's so sure. I, I didn't know how I was ever going to come up with this money. So I couldn't just get out of it that way. I couldn't just like pay it. Or settle or whatever. Yeah, well, that's well, the, well, different. We'll get there. Right, but, but, so, no, but- Paying it would be just like, hey, get out of my life. Right. Yeah. So I did, like it was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And I, I had no job. I was on unemployment. Like I, I didn't have any way of paying that. So I was like, I could sell my car. And then, I don't know. Maybe I could write an IOU or something. I just wanted it to go away because uh, also my birthday is in November. So it's right before all of the holidays. So I, I had Thanksgiving and Christmas that I was just a mess during because I didn't know how I was going to make this happen. So I go to the courthouse and I get the form that you're supposed to use to defend yourself. And it's $300 just to file. And that's only if you qualify for being broke. <laughs> like if you're not in a certain, if you're not in this lower income bracket, you can't just pay $300 to file. You have to pay like some other crazy amount. So anyway, I bring back the form and I'm like, I don't even know how to fill this out. And then I go to Thanksgiving and luckily I have an uncle who is an attorney. He's not an entertainment attorney, but he has dealt with lawsuits before. And so he, because he is my godfather, and my uncle um, helped me in a huge way because uh, I was just ready to just write no across the whole nice. form Good and defense. send it in. Because <laughs> I had no idea where to even start. And uh, he's like, this is a lot of work but let me take care of it. And this is like for all of your birthdays and Christmas presents I've ever missed in your whole life, which was a lot in my, in my defense. Yeah. In my yeah, defense. Yeah, he, he skipped a couple. Um, but he did not have to do that. And it was, I'm so eternally thankful. So he ends up taking this form and he asks me about the whole experience that I had with this person and finds out that I actually have a good counter argument to like counter sue. So he files this whole defense and we countersue this person. So now this person is forced to come together and have a settlement type of situation, like a mediator type situation. So him with his attorney, me with my attorney slash uncle, and we sit down in a room and try to compromise so we don't go to trial because he had thought that you would just fold. Yeah, because I don't, he knew I didn't have money for an attorney. I had said many times I don't have money for an attorney. Um, he knew that he had the best attorneys, or he t constantly told me that he had he the best attorneys. You. Yeah, and um, he also told me, 
like he was kind of uh, he was really really into the trial process it was almost like a game to him mm-hmm. like he was really into the OJ Simpson case and he was one of the few people that would tell you that OJ Simpson was innocent and here's why because he knew how to fight it in court and all this stuff so he has to be innocent so he was very like like anytime anyone would talk about OJ Simpson being guilty he would like full arm swing and be like what why would you say that the man is innocent wow. he got to like and tell you all the reasons why he's innocent because of the way the trial went down and specifically that way and he was a huge fan of what's the, Bills, the buffalo Bills. What was that guy's name the Cotner. uh kardashian and, and the other guy oh robert shapiro no the other guy uh oh cochran johnny cochran. cochran yes he was a huge fan of cochran so he would like study the way these trials went down and he was like it's that was what made it scary is that I feel like he almost wanted to go there. I, I can't speak for him, Understood. but I felt like he got a little tickle. It, yeah, he, he kind of like saw it as like a like a sport. Mm-hmm. So we go to this settlement thing and and uh, this or this mediator session and to work out a settlement because I'm suing him. He's suing me. Uh, my uncle attorney says that. Basically, if I did have enough money to go to trial, that he thought my case held a lot more water than his case. But the problem was I didn't have that money to go to trial. So we really did have to reach a settlement in that room. And uh, we, I said my piece, he said his stuff. Like we kind of hashed it out quite a bit. Um, and then at the end, like he went from suing me for a five figure amount down to like a lower five figure amount down to a four figure amount and eventually went down to what I still thought was a pretty high four figure amount but he felt like he was compromising that's the lowest he could go and I was like man like I still on principle don't think I should have to pay anything but if you can't Okay, if you go to a trial, if you can't reach a settlement and you're forced to go to a trial situation, you have to pay a whole different type of attorney. Like it's a, a trial, trial lawyer, attorney. Yeah. yeah. And and you're in front of a jury of your peers and all this stuff. And it's a good $100,000 to pay for this type of attorney. And plus if you're you, missing work. Plus you're missing work. Yeah. And if you lose... You are not only responsible for however much you're getting sued for, but you also have to pay their legal fees and you have to pay your legal fees. So you're responsible for a fuck ton of money. You're the biggest loser. If you lose this, plus you have to have that kind of money in the first place to be able to even enter the courtroom and have a chance at it. So even though on principle, I really would have wanted to go to court, um, I really just wasn't in a situation where that was possible. And obviously he didn't want to go either. And he didn't want to go either, but he was like, if I got to catch a plane, this is what he said, I got to catch a plane in two hours. We have to settle this right now or else we're going to go to trial. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like a... Is he bluffing? Yeah, who, yeah. Who, is it worth Are you going to call the bluff or yeah. are you not going to call... Or is he serious? You rolled the dice once, are you going to roll him again? Exactly. I rolled the dice on the contract part. Am yeah. I going to roll the dice on this too? Yeah. So I ended up uh, reaching an agreement with him, and I, since I could not pay that four-figure amount, um, well, one, I had to sign an NDA, so that's why I can't discuss a lot of the details. Some of this is public information, so yeah. 
look it up if and you're some interested. of this uh, we're making up it's because it's a big story uh, right right yeah totally um some of this is like is just hypothetical yeah it happened to somebody exactly. out there yeah but yeah so i had to do a settlement where i would pay this certain four-figure amount i paid like almost a deposit up front and then i had to make very small monthly payments for years until i eventually paid this but it off. took a while it took took Took, took, a, took a minute. A few years. And it was an inconvenience for sure. Yeah. And this, you know, that person still tried to contact me a lot, which I would, I had to make stop. But happen. they don't anymore. They don't. No. Which no. is funny because you crushed it after that. Right. Which is so funny. Yeah. And, uh, and so I honestly feel like I dodged a bullet because if he had, like, suppose he had just believed in the direction I wanted my career to go and then it went that way. Oh, yeah. He, he would have would, been part of it. Yeah, he would have been part of it, and he would have collected 20% on, off of everything that I made forever. Like, yeah. for, as long as we wanted the relationship to go. At least five years, though. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, but he, I, I couldn't... I had a really tough time booking auditions or booking roles when I was with him. And, uh, you know, coincidentally, I would always get, be getting lectured about why I was a terrible actress and would never make it. So it was like, I don't know if those two things were related. Perhaps. But maybe. Perhaps um, maybe I was just a really bad actress back then. Mm -hmm. And now, and then after that whole situation, I got good. I don't know. Um, but yeah, things really picked up after that situation. And I'm very happy that I didn't have to do anything further with him. Like he was just out of everything else. Uh, but if you, I mean, he was looking at garnishing wages at one point, you know, there's different avenues that people can go if you can't afford to pay what you're being sued for. And if you can't, and if you don't defend yourself, you lose by default. That's another big thing that I wanted you to know, because that's some shit they don't tell you that you're just like, well, I don't have the money. So if you don't file your defense yeah. brief within 60 days then you legally lose. then you lose by default and you have to pay whatever and you are entitled yeah that person wow. is entitled to whatever they were suing you for there you go yeah which is huge because you could just make you could just make things up and sue people for them and if they can't afford to defend themselves then they you just win it's pretty crazy isn't that nuts and our that's how our legal system is set up and it's it was just mind-blowing to me the way because i'd always heard like oh the justice system is fucked up and our legal system is fucked up and all this stuff and i'm like wait but there's checks and balances and blah blah and like then going through the whole process i was like whoa you really have to have money or you fucking die <laughs> in court like you you will lose if you don't have money it's really set up so that if you don't have that money then you then you lose or you go to judge judy which right you, you know i mean and, and, and of course there are there there are cases where People without money defend themselves and like they win, but it's very few and far between. It's hard. It's just harder. It's just your your, your odds go down. Your odds go way down, and that's why a lot of times, like um, in criminal cases, uh, they'll be like assigned to a defense attorney that's like the public defense attorney, and it's because they can't afford to like hire their own attorney, and they lose like more often than not. Right. Even if they claim innocence, because they're, you're just not getting put with a quality of attorney. That... Yeah, it depends. I mean, who on who you get. Yeah. I, I happen to know a public defender who I think is, it's kind of like my sister. I yeah. know a vet who's tight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like they, they care about their job and they would kill it for you. But then, you know, 
Unfortunately, there's a stigma about public defenders where they're just like, hey, settle. I got to go. I got lunch in 30 or whatever. You yeah. know, there's that whole. Well, then there's that whole world. Like, I don't know if you ever watched Ally McBeal. Uh, I haven't in uh, forever. <laughs> but uh, there's like, if you're in that system, like you're constantly going to court, like you're seeing the same attorneys over and over again. You're seeing the prosecuting attorneys. They're seeing you. You kind of end up becoming friends or like you know you're in the same social situations so a lot of them the reason public defenders i think get a bad name is because a lot of them are friends with the prosecuting attorney so they'll give the client bad advice just to you know get out of there right and that's that's what sucks is that you can't prove that you can't prove that they're that's why they're getting out of there or that it's bad advice or whatever but yeah it's really just set up in a way that like you see how lawyers can make so much money and mm-hmm. um and constantly have work because anyone can sue anyone. Well, that's why lawyers want high high value settlements too. Yeah, like a lot of times, right? They want high high big dollar settlements because they get a cut of that. Right, so and they want it to be worth their time. The yeah, right. Yeah, that's why like like a lot of the shows like Judge Joe Brown and stuff. It's like more small small claims court. Mm-hmm. So it's like a couple hundred well, it's dollars. Better storytelling, man. Oh, it's way better. Small claims court has some of the best storytelling. So I I hired him to build my patio cover, and he showed up drunk, and then he didn't do it. And I paid for all the materials, and he says he's counter suing me because he wasn't even that drunk at all. <coughs> yeah, it's the best shit, man. Oh, I used to be um. So when I was like in between work, I used to do um. A jury work so there's this there but not not okay so it was all those shows but like so the vast majority of the people in the jury for those shows are hired extras and they get paid 40 bucks a day Say it ain't to so. sit in the audience but there's three girls on the judge joe brown show and i don't know if this is still the case but um they select three girls like private like with a different company like it's not the same casting extras casting as these people over here it's like a select from agencies and headshots and stuff to get three actresses to sit in the audience and they get paid 250 bucks for the day. They're treated as main cast. Like you have lunch with Joe judge Joe Brown. Like you're, you're in the catered area. Like you're part of like the production crew while the extras are over here eating. Yeah. So, so you're, I, I used to work as like a, they call them Joe's hoes though. What the fuck are you talking (laughs) about? There's three like, pretty girl like young 20s pretty girls that they hire to sit in those places to keep the audience at home like looking oh so they watch the show more yeah yeah so it's like attractive people in the front row and so you have to be you're like very that you you have to be paying attention the whole time you have to be engaging you have to be smiling you have to be booing you have to emote like you have to be there the whole time whereas like the people back here they can be like nodding off and stuff because they're not on camera all the time but yeah uh, I used to, I used you to know, do that. <laughs> so I heard a I lot think, of stories. I think we just found a nickname for you. What? Joe's Hoes. That's been found. Joe's Ho. That's been found. I t- oh. I gave you that. Well, no, I know, but it, you know, that's got but a he certain has many hoes. Oh, I see. So yeah. it's not that. It's, so it's, it's not. not it's personal. not very specific. It doesn't yeah. have a personal ring to it. Right, but I'm just saying that I got to hear a lot of really funny stories. Did you have lunch with Judge Joe Brown? I did many times. How was that? It was great. He's awesome. What, what did he do? He's just like real. 
Like he just says what he thinks. Like he's just. It sounds like I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm listening to a viewer review of Judge Joe Brown's show. He's fun. This is what people say about Judge Judy too. They're like, she's just real. She just gets right to the she point. She tells it like it tells is. Tells it like it is. Yeah. The best, same shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody was like that. What do you have? What did you guys have for lunch? Um. Ooh, you could have a lot of different things. I think I had salmon, but um, they had like chicken, salmon, steak, potatoes. Like so it was sick. like a freaking Thanksgiving feast. Like the best feast you have. Ever Dude, had. that's like when I was on because uh, when I did this movie, the Red, the Wedding Ringer years yeah. ago with with old Kev Hart, my old friend Kev. Yeah, your friend Kev. Um, same shit, man. It was a wedding feast. Yeah. It was like your yeah, like well, the best like wedding. wedding you've ever been to. Yes, it, and that was for lunch every day. Every day, and you, people complain about it too. Like, oh, yeah, like, that's true. Why do they give us all this? Like, you know why sure, they do that? I have a diet. theory about that. Uh. They do that because they want to be better than that, even. Yeah. So that you're around them and you're like, this is the sickest shit I've ever seen. And they're like, oh, it's missing the fucking sea salt crackers, I got, bitch. I got my thing in my trailer. I and have like, a different thing. And then you look at them and go, whoa, they're too good for this. Yeah. This, the best thing I ever saw. Like every dessert you could ever imagine is there, too. It's like insane. That's how it was, man. That's how uh, production crews get fat too, because oh, like yeah. the, it's just so well stocked with like the best food of your life. Even if you're doing ten thousand steps a day, you're not walking off the cheesecake yeah. from lunch, man. And even if you like ate decently at lunch, the crafty in between, like every hour, the crafty gets switched out. Craft service, which is like food in between food, and the union craft service table because it's like union and they have like a representative check on it all the time. There's like bomb shit there it was like like the best snacks and like like one movie i worked on recently last year like they had a fondue pot at the crafty Beautiful. service table listen so what? like you're just eating fondue what? in between takes what other show could you listen to in all podcasting where you you hear about the terrible plight of getting sued yeah and feel hungry in the middle of it <laughs> very well, hungry i mean so because I was broke, that led me to doing being a Joe's hoe to like <laughs> to you know to get income, um, and that's how I ate the good food. That's beautiful. And yeah. Joe didn't skis on anybody, right? He no, was, no, he was no, a no. Gentleman, no, gentleman. yeah. It was just like honestly, it was just like he like three pretty girls, and it was different pretty girls all the time. And like I'm not just saying I'm pretty, I'm pretty girl, but I got selected to well, be I a think Joe's hoe. I think so. you should be one of Joe's hoes for sure. Um, yeah, and it was just like they. They kind of treated you like you were, you're just an actress. Like you're just, you're an act, you're a talent. That's fine. Like they, you're not like an extra, you're an actual you're vital featured. piece of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even though you don't say anything, but you like, they need you to be They tell you engaged. dress hot, like just hot as fuck. You have show to have legs. five different outfits and they approve like the outfits and you change in between different court cases so they try to make it look like it's a different, different day. day. Yeah. Uh, or maybe and you're a different person. I like how these hot girls just want to go to fucking court and watch a bunch of uh, small claims court shit get settled. It's so funny. Yeah. The the I, the, the conceit of it. And all. they have you go to hair and makeup and everything. Like you're treated like like talent of this show. Wow. Yeah. It's so interesting. They should involve you guys in some way. Like he's the, like after a court case gets decided, Joe Judge Joe Brown should start shooting you guys with super soakers or something. <laughs> like that's I, I don't. It was a, a missed that kind of hoe. <laughs> missed opportunity. Like we're wearing business casual attire. You can get those pretty wet. <laughs> that's what I heard. Have you tried? That's what I heard. Yeah. So I don't know. After getting sued, though, um, I kind of had, I think, a healthy PTSD from it because. Um, I would say it carries to this day. Yeah, like I'm, 
extra careful of everything I sign. I always and you have, should be too out there. Yeah, I always have, even if it's like a one-page agreement, like a basic standard agreement. And people always say this. They'll always be like, oh, it's just a standard agreement. They, 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 say it, they brush they it off like that. And you don't know if they're the type of person that's like, it really is a standard agreement, or if they're saying that and there's some shit in there that Listen, you don't even know about. There's only one standard agreement, and it's when you hit I agree on shit. Okay, that's a standard agreement. Yeah. Not this shit where it's personal and you could get sued and all this shit. No, 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 no. Well, you can get sued off of anything. I, I'd when say I click, like- I agree, be, I can't get sued probably. You could. No, you don't know. Well, I sure hope You not. agreed. Well, I am worried, and I'm going to check on that during the break, and uh, after this, we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark, Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> and we're back. About back to like getting sued and the repercussions of, of getting sued. Yeah, I I I guess for me, my biggest takeaway from this is, you know, the contract thing is one thing. But how does it affect you personally when you're now in professional relationships with other people? I mean, obviously you do you do big mood, and then we're both mm-hmm. on JK, and then you also have uh, like an agent. Yeah. Like, how does that impact those relationships? I would say it made me a much stronger person in business for sure. Like I, I I'm so scared of ever getting controlled in that way again, where like I'm not. I can't make my own choices or like I can't make my own decisions. And it did a lot to me mentally back then when I couldn't make my own decisions where I, I felt like I became a much weaker version of myself and I hated who I was. Yeah. And so because of that whole experience as like as a whole of like who I became when I was in that situation and the process that it took to get out of, 
I am way more astute when it comes to business and negotiations and uh, contracts and seeing where power moves are being made. The type of people that make those power moves, they're everywhere. Yeah. Like they are. You don't know. And you don't necessarily know it. No. Like they can come off as your best friend. But I can see those moves from a mile away now. Like I can see when someone is making a power move, when someone is preying on your naivete, 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 naivete. You know that. When someone is preying on your naivete, when they're preying on your nativity scene, nativity scene, which happens often, I'm like, yo, I'm like, don't take the staff. This is a family heirloom. Leave it alone. Leave leave me, leave my nativity scene alone. Yeah. Beautiful. People vandalizing nativity scenes, but no, you know, no, for sure. I, I think we both kind of see people the same way, and it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty easy to see that. And then you know, when I've someone's heard, trying to manipulate you, they'll. You can see like when they're taking the words you say and then molding what they say back to fit you. Yes. Or like what's going to appeal to you, how they can strong arm you. Yes. I mostly see it techniques. that way. Like yeah, exactly. Sales techniques. I mostly see the strong arming thing, and especially I don't. I don't really like to say this, but it, I feel this way sometimes being a woman mm-hmm. that oh, it yeah. happens much more Go often. Go try to buy a car. It's the same shit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I I didn't, I never been sued, but one thing that uh, is kind of similar for me is credit card debt. Credit card debt is pretty weird. Yeah. And I remember uh, I had an ex who ran up a fuck ton of debt on one of my cards. Yeah. And I let her, so it's just Like over 20 grand, res- right? Oh, yeah. It's just as much my responsibility. Um, but I remember uh, she like felt guilty about it, even though she wasn't going to pay anything about it. So she she signed me up for this, like I don't know, debt relief, whatever the fuck. And those guys kept calling me. And wait and, to relieve the debt that she put on your yes, card. Like that's her. Like <laughs> I, that's her. I'm a good person. Move. What? She just called some debt relief place where I would have to pay them like eight grand to help me what? get out of twenty grand. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Right? Oh my god. So same thing, right? I'm talking to these cats, and um, and I didn't sign up for this shit. I would never would in a million years. But they had my number, and they would not stop calling me. And eventually, I took, I listened to their whole spiel, right? And this guy's on the phone with me, and I knew exactly what he's doing. He's pacing and leading me, and he's getting me to, um, he's like, "Don't you want to get out of debt? Isn't this important to you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but <laughs> it's not my fucking debt. I, I'm trying to figure out what to do." And he's like, "Well, your your name's on everything." And I'm like, "I know this sucks, okay, but morally, I'm fucking pissed about this because I did not do this. None right. of those purchases are mine. In fact, fucking six hundred dollars of that is iTunes, and she did that in a day. Oh my god! Yeah, she's a maniac, right?" <laughs> I'm like, how many fucking wispy ass fucking ukulele songs can you really buy on <laughs> iTunes? Apparently, you can buy fucking six hundred dollars. Yeah, because during this time period, because people might be like, "Well, I would do that all the time," but um, we didn't have as many apps like in no. and in-game app purchases or anything no. like that. This was back in like 2005. Yes, this was not like. Like you could buy songs on iTunes. That's it. Exactly. There are no iPhones. No. There's no apps. They didn't even have movies yet. Like it was. Yeah. You're just buying like music. Just on songs, yeah. which is what it was so impressive to me that that she managed to rack oh up six hundred dollars. Right in a day though. And they were do that in a day. They're a dollar a song. It's like maybe you know some people out there are like yo I got fucking four thousand songs on my iPod, dude. You're that's like your accumulation maybe. I'm yeah. talking about in one afternoon. That's insane. Right. So she's a kid in candy store, and so yeah, uh, this 
guy on the phone is 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 leading me in that direction going like don't you want to do this like well obviously you're not taking this very seriously that's the verbiage that i'm talking about exactly because that's the same verbiage that this the person that sued me yes. would use is yes. like you're not taking this seriously Intimidation. Not, yeah i'm gonna have my lawyer speak to you if you don't start taking this more seriously those were the kind of words that were exchanged. And so unless you know who you're talking to, that could be a very effective sales technique on somebody. But that is not my language, right? Yeah. Like that, the, I, fear is not my fucking language. I, so I, that guy lost me. As yeah. as someone who could have been a potential customer, uh, he lost me just with that. Because, and I was like, did never fucking contact me again, lose my number. Yeah, so that was what created a pit in my stomach the first time it happened because I don't like that either. I can tell when someone's like trying to control me that way or whatever. But I had signed a five-year contract. No doubt. And then I was like, man, there's no way to get out of this. And he's saying he's going to sue me if I try to get out of this. So maybe I'll just play ball and let it ride for you five years. Yeah. yeah. So I was just trying to play ball. But it just got worse. And like it was just... Uh, like it was, it was a lot like that where it was just. What advice do you have for somebody who maybe is going through this, or they feel this kind of trapped. stuck in their life? Honestly, if I were to go back right now, I at the first sign of that happening back in the first couple months that I had been signed to this person, I would have just left regardless of their threat because that guy ended up suing me anyway. Right. So it's like you can try and play ball, but you're gonna they're gonna control everything you do. So you might as well be free and let anything happen. Less and miserable. Yeah, because they can still do that thing to you. Even if they say they're not going to do that thing to you, they could, could surprise, people lie. Right. And they could do it anyway. Um, so if I were to go back in time, I would have just left in the very beginning. What was the darkest day you had during this? Um, so at that time I had been, um, working with maker studios a lot when they had just started, like they were still the station. They didn't even have an office yet. They were like at Shay Carl's house and stuff. And I loved working with them and we got to do so many fun sketches together. And there was this one show that, um, they wanted me to star in with Kasim G. And I really liked Kasim G. And I was not allowed to do it because of this manager. Right. And they like basically threatened to sue me if I did the show. And then um, that after that, it ha started happening, happening with everything. Like I wasn't allowed to be in sketches anymore. I wasn't allowed to do music videos. I wasn't allowed. One time um, this really popular headliner comedian wanted me to play the lead female, the female lead in his movie. and But it was like still, they were very low, low budget. So I would have to like basically do it for free. Wow. But I hadn't built up a uh, like a it's demo a reel yet. Yeah. So it was an opportunity for me to say I've been a lead in something. I could put it on my resume. It was with a, a very well-known comedian. So um, it would be good demo reel footage. Like all this stuff, it would have helped me tremendously. And not only was I not allowed to do it, but uh, the manager basically burned that bridge, like didn't do it in a way where I could continue having relations with those people. And that was what continued to happen was the way that they handled business, which uh, is how some people handle business is very aggressively. And that's not how I would have chosen to be represented because that's not you. I'm not that way at no. all. And what happens is it makes it look, or to me, in my opinion, it made me feel like people were seeing me as a diva, where of I course. wasn't at and all. And they do, inherently. I, I was 
more willing to work than anybody. Yeah. For free, for whatever. If I really liked a project, I just wanted to work. I just wanted to be in that environment. And before this person, I felt like I was in a very creative, inspiring environment. And after this person, I felt like I was in this dark hole of me not being able to to work on things that I wanted to work on. And it was really creatively oppressing for me as an as a creative person. And then, you know, I wasn't booking work on top of that because I wasn't inspired. I wasn't healthy. Like, I wasn't healthy as an artist to so, feel uninspired that so way. So all of this is over with. This is post um, the settlement. How do you rebuild from there? Like, like after having been through this kind of trauma, you you need to you have to create relationships in this industry or right. you're, or you're yeah. fucked. How do you even begin to go forward? What's the next morning like? The next morning was bittersweet because I felt free. Even though I had to pay, pay this person, month, and, yeah. you know, yeah. <clears throat> I felt so free to make my own choices. And of course there was so a lot of fear that um, like, what if I never get a representation again? What if I never get to audition again what if I never make it yeah of course that's a healthy fear to have um I ended up getting a job as a waitress again that was kind of hard because I had not I'd been away from waitressing for two years at that point thinking I finally got out of the waitressing industry and I'm like a working entertainer Uh, but then having to pay this person I couldn't afford to do that and so I had to get a job as a waitress again and like basically swallow my swallow my pride and get a job because um that was the only industry that I could do I didn't I dropped out of college to do acting so well it's the same time too that you're you're being recognized because you're yeah so that's YouTube what I was gonna videos. say is that like during me waitressing when I went back is uh it was different than when I had quit because people recognized me from YouTube videos and I, I was in a movie called smiley at that time and so my my face was everywhere on like billboards and in like trailers and uh like I was just it was a good time career-wise and a terrible time career-wise because my name was starting to get out there I had also booked a role on How I Met Your Mother so that episode was premiering the same week as the Smiley premiere on 90102 but that was earlier that was years but earlier yeah. but yeah like it, a lot of things were taking off at the same time I felt like I had to go backwards to being a waitress again so I'd be serving people that recognized me they were like wait are you are you Nikki Limo and I'm like yeah. yeah. Hey. You want those hash browns? Yeah. Like they're like, oh my god, I watched all your videos on Totally Sketch and stuff. And yeah. can I get a picture? And then I would take a picture with them in my waitressing outfit, and then continue serving them. Those are rare memorabilia now. It, yeah. You will not see Nikki in a waitressing. It outfit. was very humbling. Yeah. Yeah. I had to watch my episode of How I Met Your Mother in the restaurant while I was serving. Oh, you're kidding. They were playing the episode. While I was serving Did tables, you indicate to other people. Yeah, like, yeah, because I, I asked cute. my manager. I was like, because they were playing. They regularly played whatever program people wanted to play, and there were tons of TVs in this restaurant. So I told my manager that my episode of How I Met Your Mother was coming on that night, and asked if like one of the TVs could play it. And they were cool. They did it. Good thing it wasn't a um, sports night. Yeah, true. Those are. I mean, you want to change the channel on a sports night? I, yeah, it would be. It would be a impossible. sitcom that you can't well, even hear. This it's interesting too because this particular restaurant that I worked at, um, they really uh, prided themselves on their employees becoming popular in the entertainment industry. I forget who it was. What? Yeah, that's There's, wild. What's her name? 
Kate, uh, she was really popular for a long. She's still probably pretty popular. Kate, what's her middle? Uh, Bosworth. I can't remember. It was one of the Kates. There's a Kate out there. Kate Middle. No, no, no she's Middleton. she's the um, future queen of. No, England. no, not not her. Who was the one that was in that commercial, the Game of Thrones commercial? But she's not in Game of Thrones. Uh. <laughs> I don't hell of a remember. trivia question. All right. So there there was anyway, there was someone that got really famous that the owner had discovered and she used to work at that restaurant. I see. And they had like tabloid papers everywhere. They had B-list celebrities coming in all the time. They uh Mario Lopez filmed his ra- or recorded his radio show in the restaurant. Terrible. There was like a radio booth and he like did his show there. Um like they liked having that celebrity culture so they like were really kind of stoked that one of their servers like had That's cute. Yeah, it was kind of cute, yeah. but very humbling too cuz it's like No doubt. I have ketchup You're stains all over my fucking shirt and then I also am on the TV show right there. Right. So yeah, it was it was a very interesting time. So it was very yeah, it was very humbling, but I felt like I was on this new page of like if you let that person stop you from your dreams, like if that incident stopped me from getting to my dreams and my goals, then they win. Then they really win. Then it's not a settlement. True. They really fucking True. won. They really robbed me of everything that I had. So that motivated me to not let that happen, to do whatever it took to get at, to, to make it, to like make my own pathway yes and i didn't know how it was going to happen but i knew why i knew why i needed to make it happen because i couldn't let that guy win beautiful and so it was a motivator yeah it really was so if that meant going back to waitressing then i went back to waitressing and then during that waitressing time i got accepted to the youtube space program i was one of the first creators to get accepted there like their guinea pig area and then that's when I wrote a whole series I would get off of work I would go to a bar I would write a series that I would then film at the YouTube space having no idea how to produce content but I just had to make it happen low points are so fucking motivating man they really are and knowing why you need to dig yourself out of that low point for sure and so I I mean I guess I should say thank you to that guy Mm -hmm. for suing me because that was the starting point of everything else that came after uh that was good and um what's funny is that something that he said to me at like on the day of the settlement um because he prided himself on like the only doing the best of the best right so he put me with the best personal trainer the best headshot photographer the best acting coach the best everything and so he really felt and i do believe that he believed he was doing the best for me in those areas, mm-hmm. but ignoring the parts that were bad. Nurturing and yeah, all yeah. stuff, yeah. So he, he's like, well, you can't deny, and none of my clients can ever say that they, uh, wait, you, you have to say that you left me better than you, than when I found you, or something like that. He goes, you, all of my clients have left me better than when I found them. Mm. So basically saying that he made them better. Right. And I would have to say that that was true. But not because he made me better, but because... You wanted to beat him. Yeah. You know, we had... Uh, man, I, I suck at names. I'm so sorry. Um, guy who wrote... Um, oh, God. We had him on the show. He was the author. 
Uh, Mark Manson? Mark Manson. Yeah. We had Mark Manson on. And, and I love this him. is exactly what he was talking about when he was on the show. And some people didn't like that so much. Yeah. Because people hate to hear that ad- that you can win or that adversity or conflict drives people to victory. Yes. But that's exactly what this is about. Like this is a, a this is something that is so deeply personal to Nikki. I've been to countless parties, events, things with her over the years. Anytime somebody mentions uh, something in the zone of legal shit. She's like, I got sued. It, like, she just goes into it, dude, because <laughs> she's so triggered by this shit, by what happened. But it has motivated her so hard. Like, and that's that's what he was getting at, right, Mark Manson? Yeah. It, it, life, life can be a pretty boring, flat road. But when you have things in your way and you have to figure out how to get around them, it just fucking drives you to a better better way yeah because people uh, he also says this in his book that people often think that happiness is from not having any more problems but you you're always going to have problems and actually happiness comes from being able to solve problems so the more problems you solve the happier you are people are actually really bored when they don't have problems i i i know those people yeah, and they're really I, like unfulfilled they're unfulfilled they're very they're, dispassionate and, I, and i'm not this is not me shitting on them i feel terrible yeah I, I don't pity them but i i feel terribly for their station because they don't have anything to that's challenging them yeah. to kill it or to or to get better at, what, at where they're at and so if if you can take away anything from all of this it's look at this chick man i'm so <laughs> proud of her Aww. she has crushed it in ways that most of you don't even know and we'll never know, but um, yeah, it's all because of something like this that she decided not to let be shitty. Yeah, but if if you could prevent it from happening, I'd say definitely prevent it from happening. Yeah, don't get don't <laughs> don't just sign anything because you're like, well, Steve Green told me to, to face adversity. Yeah, I gotta not get into this. Ad- I gotta get head first into this adversity. Never mind, <laughs> I'm out of the advice business. <laughs> no, yeah, whatever it is you're going through, you. You will get stronger by making yourself overcome it. Exactly. For sure. For sure. 100%. So we like to do this thing on the show, Nikki, where we give a final thought. Yeah. And uh, just sum up, sum it up for for people. Um, what, would, what would you say? Your final My thought? final thought. Always, 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 always have an attorney review your motherfucking contract. Love it. How My final you, thought is that nicknames are earned. Yeah, maybe they one not, day they're not just like arbitrarily created. You think one day you'll have one? Oh, I got quite a few. Huh. Um. Well, sorry, I can't recall them right now. Well, I can but... show you a lot of evidence if you want. Um. Okay. Off air, I'll, I'll show you some video comments and a bunch of different things that I have that support my argument. Thank you. It's kind of odd that you can pull them out uh, out of a hat like that. Why is that odd? Evidence is odd. No, evidence is not odd. It's just the fact that you that you care it's obviously you care so much about these things that you have them on files oh no it's things that people gave me my nicknames are something that people gave me i, I don't mm-hmm. it's it not about me bestowed upon you yeah that's what happens oh okay cool yeah it's so a great final thought thank you and you're gonna say joe's hose out no i will not be saying that <laughs> can you just try it it's not very unique to me okay i see Joe's hoe number 73 is out. Hey, that's pretty, that's better. All right. That's better. It's the start of something. We'll see. Number 73. Woo! <laughs> well, also subscribe so you don't miss any of us and uh, rate us five stars if you want. It helps so if much. You, you have no idea how much it helps. And if and you also, don't want, you should also rate us. And if you're watching this right now, 
Do you know how much it would help us if you also downloaded the show oh, yeah. on your phone? Yeah, just to d- just have it. It helps the show to download the show. We just found this out. Yeah, we just found this out. Well, if you want to see us possibly visit your city in person, it really helps. Download to- the fucking show. Get yeah. your mom's phone. Download the show on her phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, get her credit card. And then you know, mm-hmm. and buy yourself something it's nice free. for that. Buy it's yourself free. something nice. They don't have to download. No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, you can get your mom's phone and you can mm-hmm. download our show on it, and then also, and then also get her credit get, card. Get yourself something nice with her credit card. Oh, that's sweet yeah. of you. Just go on Amazon, use your permission account. for. Yeah, I just think that 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 gives you a little boosty, little incentive. Your mom could sue you for that, just so you know. But now you know what to do. With now that. you know exactly what. Yeah. To do. See. There you go. And also, thank you so much to our Patreon group and to people in our Discord. We love you guys. And we will be talking to you soon. Peace.